0: All right, hang on, hang on. Someone got this mad about Roblox? For November 29th, 2021, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. (laughs) Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, we'll tell you about only the second video game Grammy nomination ever and the unveiling of a brand new Marvel MMO. Last Tuesday, the Roblox Corporation filed a lawsuit against banned Roblox content creator Benjamin Robert Simon, seeking $1.6 million in damages. Roblox lawyers allege that Simon, quote, "...commits and encourages unlawful acts designed to injure Roblox and its users." Simon has a checkered past of being banned for harassing users with, oh, that's nice, racist and homophobic slurs, sexual harassment, and uploading photos of Hitler? Ugh. Most recently, in October, Simon posted terrorist threats on social media, which shut down Roblox's developers' conference in San Francisco. Simon and his cyber mob discussed the April 2018 shooting at YouTube, where he reportedly said, quote, "...wait until someone does it at Roblox." Simon continued making vague and threatening statements during the conference, saying things like the police were searching for a notorious Islamic extremist at RDC 2021. By the way, not true. That ended up delaying the event and forced a temporary lockdown in order to conduct a search of the conference area, which ended up costing Roblox around 50 grand. As of this recording, neither Roblox nor Simon have commented on the matter, though what strikes me as odd is that Simon continues to post content to YouTube, Twitter, and Patreon, and that no one at YouTube, Twitter, or Patreon has found a problem with an openly homophobic racist orchestrating actual terrorism on their platforms. Weird. It only took a decade, but we finally have the second Video Game Music Grammy nominee. But this one might surprise you. Back in the not-too-distant past of 2012, composer Austin Wintry made history by becoming the first video game composer to be nominated for a Grammy for his work on the Journey soundtrack, with a nomination in the Best Score soundtrack for Visual Media category, but ultimately ended up losing to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. This year, Charlie Rosen and his band the 8-Bit Big Band and Jake Silverman aka Button Masher are nominated for Best Arrangement Instrumental or acapella for their arrangement of Meta Knight's Revenge from Kirby Superstar. Let that sink in for a second. This isn't recognizing someone for their work on a soundtrack, no, this is a video game-themed jazz big band covering a song from a game from 1996 that just got nominated for a Grammy. Guys, did the Grammys just get kinda cooler? Look, I've been listening to video game covers for close to 15 years, but this is a huge elevation of the… Genre? Is this a genre now? You can listen to the arrangement, and you absolutely should. It's like the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack hooked up with the Kirby soundtrack by going to 8 Bit Big Band's YouTube channel and search for Meta Knight's Revenge. It's so good. Over the weekend, we got word that Daybreak Games' Austin Studio is developing a new AAA MMO using the Marvel IP. In an online Q3 financial report presentation, Daybreak quietly announced this new MMO, along with changes to Lord of the Rings Online and DC Universe Online. Lord of the Rings Online is looking to be getting a, quote, major revamp to upgrade the visuals, modernize the experience, and release on console. This coincides with the cancellation of Amazon Games' Lord of the Rings MMO, as well as the upcoming series based on Middle-Earth's Second Age, which is set to debut September 2, 2022. DC Universe Online is getting, quote, investment in graphics upgrade and the largest expansion content to date for 2023. Really interesting move for decades-old MMOs, but most interesting out of all of this is this unannounced MMO. In the long-term section of the presentation, which looks to detail plans for 2024 and beyond, it describes a, quote, "...Marvel IP-based, massively multiplayer online game, being developed by Dimensional Inc. Studios in Austin, Texas, led by Jack Emrit, who designed and helmed City of Heroes and currently leads DCUO." My question is, why is Disney going to Daybreak Studios instead of, oh, I don't know, Square Enix to develop an MMO? Granted, DCUO has done well, and a Marvel IP could expand on the online superhero genre some more, but I wonder, did Crystal Dynamics' Marvel's Avengers do so poorly that it cost Square Enix the Marvel MMO? It's a little bit of speculation on my part, but only time will tell what this partnership will bring. Well, the Steam Autumn Sale has been good. For Steam, the platform saw a new record in concurrent users at 27.1 million, which is up from its previous 26.9 million. For games like Cyberpunk 2077, it's been a renaissance for their reviews. As of this recording, Cyberpunk 2077 has gotten 15,959 positive reviews. In my opinion, with the 50% off deal bringing Cyberpunk down to $30, it's given a lot more people the opportunity to give it a try. And with the paltry bug fixes on PC, CD Projekt Red has at least made the PC version playable. Though a lot of the positive reviews do still note that some bugs persist but none of them as major or as game-breaking as the ones that were reported at launch last year. So this might actually mark a turning point for Cyberpunk, and for what it's worth, it's still available for $30 through December 1st, so if you've been on the fence, that's the cheapest it's been so far. Let's hope 2022's roadmap delivers on those updates. All right, that's it for today's Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe and come back tomorrow for more video game news. Follow me on Twitter at NateBenderama and catch me streaming on Twitch over at twitch.tv slash Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening.